0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. Each week, the two of us, Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here, come in to talk about the world of the outdoors. And today, we're going to focus on a highlight of the community and how it has been handling the past year plus, but also what it has upcoming. I'm Bill Barty. Wes, say good afternoon, oh, good morning, good welcome, evening.
1: Welcome, welcome, everybody. And Bill, this is going to be a lot of fun because, you know, it's not just about the fly fishing film tour, but it's about this great gem of culture, music, art, community right here in the Elizabeth neighborhood in Charlotte, the Visual Light Theater. What a great place! to go see some music, or in our case, the Fly Fishing Film Tour.
0: Well, from Errol Flynn to Elvis, Steve Earle to Sunvolt, Jaws to the Tarpon and Trout of the Fly Fishing Film Tour, presented by Jesse Browns, coming up next Wednesday, September 22nd. We're going to learn about this historic theater located at 1615 (coughs) Elizabeth Avenue. Um, How it was started back in 1938, it was looked at as Leaving downtown Charlotte and reaching out into suburbia, but a lot has happened then. And with all of that, we're going to bring on Bernie Brown from the Visualite Theater there, off of Elizabeth Avenue, to get a full lowdown of the history and the future of the Visualite Theater. Bernie, welcome to the Carolina Outdoors.
2: Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me.
0: What well, man? Tell us about the visualite. It's had a, a pretty storied history from the late 1930s and uh, A.B. Craver getting it all opened up and and started. And that's when Errol Flynn was there, at least in film. But it's right. gone from being a historic theater like the Carolina, like uh, well all the theaters of Charlotte. But then it, it went into what it does now, film and a lot of music. Can you tell us about how that happened?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so so basically, the, you know, the Visualite Theater is one of the original theaters in Charlotte back in the late 30s, and um, they did films for years and years and years and um, did art films. And then it went through a change of use and became a retail shop for a little bit of time. And that's when I came along in the late 90s. And uh, I, I, I kind of already started seeing how Charlotte seemed to kind of like demolish a lot of the old architecture in town and i thought it was a great space so i was a big music person and i thought there was a need for some more music venues in charlotte in the late 90s and so i went in and uh, renovated the theater and uh, turned it into a a multi-type event location you know we do we do do some films but we try to focus on national touring acts yeah, smaller acts that are growing.
0: We're going to learn a little bit about that. I don't know <laughs> if it's true, but in those nineteen thirties, was was the Visualite the first theater that had air conditioning?
2: Hmm. Um, you know what? I believe it was, and one of the one of the marketing points of the theater also was that it was one of the, the only theaters on the West Coast, or excuse me, the East Coast at the time, that uh, had rear projection. Um, it was uh, touted as better for your eyes and it was one of only two theaters I believe in uh, when the theater opened that had rear projection most theaters projected out the front of the house and so it it projected from behind the screen with carbon arc projectors huh
1: that's uh, <laughs> that, that's pretty fascinating so you you touched on something a little bit earlier you know focusing on national Oops. touring acts Um it looks like, you know, right now, if I went to your website, I, I could just click and scroll down, and it's just band after band after band, and I thought, gosh, this is a lot for the year. It's a lot for the month. You have acts coming in almost daily.
2: Yeah, it's like that, especially in the spring and the fall when a lot of the tour acts, you know, we do pretty good business in the summer and the winter, but you're right, in the spring and the fall, we can have shows every day of the week, and it really just depends on when the artist is available, so... If it's a Monday night, we got a band called Soccer Mommy coming up that has uh, got a lot of coverage in Rolling Stone, and we've got it on a Monday night, which is an off night, and it's probably going to sell out.
0: Wow. So, Talk to us briefly about how you handle that. Of course, the pandemic, I mean, you know, shows could not happen, did not happen, but now we are, and I'm using air quotes, and I do pay attention to what's going on out there in the marketplace, but... um with what's happening now, how do you handle shows to have them successful and safe?
2: Well, you know, it it's really frustrating because we just like everybody else, we we kind of got caught off guard with the delta surge. And so we kind of thought the worst was behind us and so just like all the tour acts, we started booking up tons of shows and then then this happened and so basically we had to kind of take a step back and um and put some protocols in place right now you know city of charlotte's under a mask mandate and all the venues in town have kind of gotten together and agreed that we we don't want to spread the virus inside our rooms so we're requiring a vaccine card or a negative pcr test to come to the shows
1: and and also and and still following that mask mandate so People are going to come in with with some sort of proof of either the vaccine or that negative test, usually within 72 hours and the mask on, and then they can enjoy one of about two dozen different touring acts that are coming in the next two dozen days.
2: Yes, and you know, honestly, we've had had some cancellations, uh, just a handful, and you know, some people have wanted refunds because they're a little nervous, and everybody has their own level of fear, including the tour acts. Like some of them are super concerned about it, and some of them don't seem to be that concerned at all. So we kind of have to take it on a per-show basis as far as how we handle that, the bands. Because, you know, from their perspective, if you're on tour and then somebody in your tour group gets COVID, then you have to cancel two weeks' worth of concerts, which can be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they're, they're really careful about making sure nobody in the band and crew gets infected.
0: Let's switch gears just a little bit and talk. Wes Lawson's there. Bill Bartee's here. Our guest, Bernie Brown, has the Visualite Theater. I like calling it the historic Visualite Theater because it has some age on it, and it's seasoned, and that's what we like about it. It has a lot of personality. But, Bernie, tell us about your insight. In the late 1990s, uh, with the need for music venues from that point on when you took over, Um, A lot has happened in the music world. In fact, we've lost a lot. Um, How has that changed how the Visualite has been operated, the acts that it draws with the loss of Tremont, Music Factory, Double Door, uh, Amos' (coughs) – I can't name them all, but how has that affected the Visualite?
2: Um, You know, honestly, a lot of those other rooms had kind of their own niche. You know, we picked up some acts from the Double Door – um, the Tremont was kind of more of like a a heavy rock, punk, uh, you know, alternative type act space that we we usually don't, we, we don't really do too many of the acts that Tremont would have done. So I would guess that the underground has picked up a lot of the business for them. Um, but, you know, w- with all the competition, especially with Live Nation opening up the Fillmore and the underground, you know, honestly, I was really nervous of how it was going to affect us. But the weird thing is, as the city's grown, we've become even busier. So it really hasn't affected us that much.
0: And your location has been wonderful then as it is now. It was kind of a a, a, a risk or speculation when Mr. Craver went out there. But, boy, yes. how has that we uh, you've been, had some lumps there with the improvements to the road and to the trolley and all that. But what a, what a great uh, uh, place to be between CPCC – Uptown is just right up there, as well as the hospital and the growth that is had there. There well, and a bunch yeah. of good,
1: bunch of good restaurants and bars right there. So let's go back to um, to to the music acts and and these other venues. What what is your niche? You say and and how are you going about building out these these calendar dates? I mean, I know that there's lots of touring acts out there, but how do you sort of pick and choose the flavor of the visual light? Um,
2: you know, we we try to do almost. You know, we try to bring in as much variety as possible. But, you know, I've been the, the sole talent buyer now for, like, over 20 years. And so the longer you're in the business, you get to these relationships with all these agents. And, you know, a lot of times I, I may, may not even know a lot about this new act that's coming up because, you know, the tastes of young people change so quickly. So I kind of a lot of times trust the agents who I deal with to to put the right acts in the room. And so... We've been pleasantly surprised most of the time. Every once in a while we have a bad turnout for an event, but but overall it's been really good.
0: Well, hats off to you and the September 22nd choice. This is the 15th annual Fly Fishing Film Tour. The Visualite Theater and Bernie Brown and team are the host of this at 1615 Elizabeth Avenue. And Bernie, this is something, uh, again, you have been the host, the Visualite, for Many years, but it spans North America and the stories and films that come in there, whether you like independent film, you like travel, or maybe you like movie making or fly fishing or just fishing in general. The stories span the entire globe from the wilds of eastern Russia to the Guyana rainforest. The flats of French Polynesia is included, as well as Utah's Flaming Gorge Lodge. So the Visualite has been a great place for us to enjoy these fly fishing films from across the globe, across the world and then inviting the Charlotte community, the Charlotte Metro community to come in and enjoy these films and really kick up the fall and uh, upcoming holiday fly fishing season.
2: Yeah, I think it's awesome because you know w- without without the tours like this, people would not even be able to to contemplate some of the the nature out there and so this is a good chance for them to get a up close uh look at at the different uh regions of the world.
1: Well, you know, one of the things for us that's so nice, I mean, it you know, it's it's our it's our kind of people our film and watching our clients and the visualite staff interact about the next music act that's coming is pretty incredible because Bernie, you've got a great staff of folks who are, you know, Tuned into their job and their trade, but also are great uh, customer service people. But it's so much fun to watch our fly fishing outdoors people stare at the the menu <laughs> of what's coming up, and somebody saying, "Oh my gosh, Vault's coming!" Or right. I I've seen this. You know, I remember this band from last year or 20 years ago or you bring that next generation in and thinking you know what i I live just right down the street i'm gonna come back so it's you know it ties in all this these different parts of our community and think you know what this really is a special place it's been here for so long and it's still kind of kind of constantly reinventing itself and now here we are in the pandemic and we've got to reinvent ourselves a little bit we've got to wear masks we've got to have a card with us but we can still get together and have a good time at the historic visualite.
2: exactly and you know uh you know one good thing about it over the years and, and the time flies by as y'all know um we we've got a lot of these these artists that have toured at the Visualite f- for years they kind of cut their teeth in these smaller rooms before they become famous you know like i've i've had jennifer nettles played in there for years jason isbell played in played in the visualite for years Derek trucks Zach brown so th- when they were younger and nobody knew who they were they were they were uh <laughs> getting warmed up for the big leagues in the visual heights.
0: Well, that's something for all of our listeners to note because uh, it, this is a chance to see the up-and-coming stars as well as looking back at the people who have a storied career already. The one common place that you can find them is at the Visualite Thea- visual Theater um, along with the F3T as well. Bernie Brown, thank you for jumping on and talking to us about the Visualite Theater. Um, continued success is the way we'll say it. Uh, this this Delta variant, of course, we're the Carolina Outdoors. The Visualite Theater is an indoor theater, but it shines a light on helping us get outdoors and encouraging us to get outdoors and um, and enjoy music inside, but also enjoy a little bit of fly fishing as well. Exactly. Bernie, we're going to give out the website. It's easy enough to do. uh, Visualite.com. V-I-S-U-L-I-T-E.com. You can go see uh, the upcoming acts besides the fly fishing film tour. Son Volt's going to be there on the 23rd right after Abbey Road Live. So if you're a Beatles fan as well on the 25th. Uh, Moa on the 30th and October 1st brings Goodnight Texas and a whole bunch others as well. Bernie Brown, Thanks for being on the Carolina Outdoors.
2: Hey, guys, I really appreciate you having me on. Y'all have a good one. Take Thank care.
0: You. Off he goes. And, Wes, off we go. But when we come back, we can get a lowdown of some of the independent films that are going to be available to see there on Wednesday, September 22nd. Fudd McKinney bringing some live music. And then the film starts at 7. So... We're going to take a quick break, come back. Wes Lawson there, Bill barty here. We're the outdoor guys from Jesse Browns here on the Carolina Outdoors.